1: We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You
3: know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells, too. I'm not not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home. But just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. What is it? What has it been? What's it going to be? We're going to go over all that in depth tonight. And Trump, the big thing hanging over it, how much influence does he have? All that's coming up now on I'm Right. The GOP. What is it? What, What does it currently stand for? Who guides it? what did it stand for before and what's the future of it look like it's time we had a chat because there's so much confusion out there and let's let's talk about that confusion briefly before i get into all this why is there confusion well there's a couple of different reasons the main different reason is bubble your bubble and what i mean by that is the news you read even if you're on the right and you probably are news you read, you know most of it? All those headlines? They come from Washington, D.C. The politicians you know, most of them, with the exception of obviously the governors, your senators, your congressmen, they pretty much live, work, and worship in Washington, D.C. And so They're just completely out of touch. They can't possibly step out of the system and give an honest assessment of where the party is. I'm talking about the base of the party, where the party is and where the party's going because the system hates the party. The system definitely hates the Republican base. They consider the Republican base to be the enemy. So you can't possibly know what the base is doing and thinking if you're a writer inside of the system or you're a politician inside of the system. It's like asking somebody in a submarine the temperature of the water outside. They, they they have no way of knowing. They have no idea. So what is it? Well, there's a second part to why people don't know. And this is a big part too. It's not just location. Ego. I know you're going to find this shocking, but even I have one. But we all have one. And part of having an ego means you like to think that you know certain things and other people who say different are wrong and the things that you think are the things everyone else thinks. Well, everybody, everyone knows that fish is kind of gross. That's what I would say. Well, that's not really true. I think fish is kind of gross. A lot of people love fish because you're weird. All right, we're not getting into that right now. But it's true. Other well, the things I think are true and the things other people think are dumb and wrong. It's human nature to think that way. And if you're part of the established GOP, the GOP that has been, you know, the Bush-era GOP, especially people who came up during that era, they'll really look down their nose at the, at the masses with their glasses hanging on the end of their nose. They'll really look down their nose at oh, these, these unwashed peons. They don't understand what it takes to govern in a That's what they look at. The GOP was, was very much a big government, foreign involvement in every war, surrender cultural issues here at home party. That is what the GOP has been. And there are still huge elements of that in today's GOP, in today's elected GOP. The base has moved completely away from that. And that's not to say, look, I feel one way or the other about that. You know that. I feel very strongly about cultural issues. I feel very strongly that we don't stick our noses everywhere. I I, I believe these things a lot. But I'm talking about the state of it. The base has moved away from that. Times change. People change. What changed? Well, what did we see? What has the Republican voters seen? They now have a 20-year example of the foreign wars involved everywhere thing. And what have they seen from that? Nothing. I, what, have, what has changed in your life? In somebody's life, you know? Nothing. We're going to be leaving Afghanistan at some point, Lord willing, this decade. And what will we have to show for it? Nothing. Taliban will probably take over about five minutes after we leave, and they'll go back to being the harassi- oppre- horrible, oppressive monsters they've been for a long time. So what do we get out of that? Well, a couple trillion dollars lost. Bunch of lives gone. Bodies maimed. Oh, don't get me wrong. Some generals and defense contractors got very rich off the off the whole thing, but what did we get? Nothing. So the GOP base is looking at that and thinking maybe maybe there's a better way. So that's changing. Cultural issues. The GOP is famous for just doing a lot of this and not a lot of action on cultural issues. Well, now what does the GOP voter see? What do they wake up and see? You wake up now, and you see ads on your television that you would never have seen even 10 years ago. Just horrendous activism as they tear up and whip apart Western society. I, I we, have, we have senators now, uh, Gillibrand or Gillibrand, whatever the heck her name is, that blonde idiot. She's out there openly railing against having a family on Twitter. I'm not making this up. They're so bold now with their cultural stances, which are horrific. And now the GOP base is waking up to that too and thinking, well, wait a minute, but what are we doing? Are we going to fight these wars or not? I've got men competing in women's sports. Can we do something about this here? The GOP is waking up. The GOP is waking up to the whole critical race theory insanity. Oh, don't get me wrong. There's still plenty of weak will losers in our party, but the base mainly, they think this stuff is terrible. This stuff is racist. This stuff mostly is communist and it has to be fought every step of the way. That is the direction the party is moving. In the future, for the foreseeable future, the left is only going to get more and more insane. And that's because they have more and more control over the culture. So there's nobody to really check them. When you run the entire system, you don't have to have as much accountability as you did before. You don't have to stay sane when you run everything. As a result... The GOP will turn into it's not now but what it will turn into is the counterbalance to that society seeks a balance the GOP will go hard right on cultural issues the GOP will go hard right when it comes to combating the left it will the GOP is going to be more brash in your face and aggressive in the future than it is now. And that's only going to get better and better and better or worse and worse and worse, depending on how you look at it. But that will happen. Absolutely. So let's talk about the elephant in the room before we get to this Texas special election. Donald Trump. What is Donald Trump's influence now on the party? Well, let's be clear about something here. And this isn't an opinion. This is a fact. You cannot be openly anti-Trump and succeed at a national level in the Republican Party today. You cannot. I don't care if you hate his guts. If you're screaming at the TV right now, don't bother. I'm not, car- I'm not waving his pom-poms. What I told you is a fact. You don't have to like him. Shoot, you can hate his guts. You better do so quietly or you're not going to lead the GOP. Because right now, Donald Trump is still by a mile the most powerful, influential voice in the Republican Party. He simply is. I don't care whether you love it. I don't care whether you hate it. He is. We can talk all day long about uh, Ted Cruz going to run for president. Ron DeSantis could run for president. Christy Gnomes could run for president. The truth is, none of that matters at all if Donald Trump runs for president. And I told you before, I don't think he will. I don't think there's a chance he will. I, I think he's going to sit back and enjoy being a kingmaker for two years and enjoy the attention. Donald Trump likes attention, as all men do. And then eventually, I think he's going to play big-time kingmaker and pick a candidate and nominate him and sit back and watch that candidate win it. That's what I think. In fact, I think the candidate's going to be Ron DeSantis, who's going to get the Trump blessing. DeSantis seems to very much understand what the future of the party looks like, and I think Donald Trump recognizes DeSantis will be right up his alley. Which brings us to a little preview of what's to come. This is what's to come. We just had an election, Texas 06, a special election. What were the results? Well, Susan Rice, she got 19% of the vote. She's advancing with a guy named Jake Elsey. But why is the Susan Wright thing significant? Well, the Susan Wright thing is significant because she's the candidate who got the Donald Trump endorsement. Yes, that's right. There was a huge field, bunch of Republicans, bunch of Democrats. The one who pulls it out is the one Donald Trump looked at and said, oh, oh, yeah, that's going to be my candidate there. And what do you know? Out she comes. The Trump model of Republicanism is what it's going to look more like going forward. Remember, remember, Donald Trump did not create a tidal wave. Men aren't powerful enough to do that. He rode a tidal wave. Now, it was stuff he'd been saying for a long time. I'm not calling the guy a scammer, but he rode a title wave. Now, the Federalist had a great headline. I enjoyed this. Kinzinger-backed candidate places ninth in the Texas House race. Yes, that's right. Adam Kinzinger and that huge never-Trump wing of the party, dead last for the Republicans. Dead last in the House race. I believe it was 3%, if my number is right. meant nothing. It did nothing. And had all this money thrown behind him from guys like Kinzinger, from guys like Liz Cheney, the hardcore Never Trump thing. So let's talk about Never Trump for a brief moment while we're doing a state of the party. Never Trump is not a thing, not in the Republican Party. It was always made to be such a big thing. Why? Well, because it was about half the pundits you see So these are people with platforms who bring you information, bring you your shows and articles you read. That's part of it. The other part of it is Washington, D.C., the system, the system wanted Never Trump to be true and to be significant. And I would argue the Never Trump movement could have been significant if Donald Trump took office and promptly started screwing everything up or, or running to the left. But he didn't do that. And so it left them no place to go. This Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney, never Trump thing, it doesn't exist. And the ones who are there, ones like Liz Cheney, they're probably going to lose their next, next election. This is not something you have to worry about. It exists only on social media and in America's newsrooms and online. In real life, these candidates, they don't do anything. As for Liz Cheney... They're still talking about she may be bounced. Here's what one House gop said, quote, as we're focused on unifying the Republican conference and our mission to win back the majority, she is focused on the past and proving a point. She is alienating herself from the conference and I have to imagine if she doesn't resign, there will be a new vote in the near future and the result will be lopsided in the opposite direction of what it was before. Well, remember what we talked about? About ego, That being one of the main problems. Well, Liz Cheney is, a—I mean, she's a poster child for that. Your last name's Cheney, super wealthy, super powerful, super wired in family. You took a stance on something. It was flatly rejected by your own base, by people in her own state, by people in her own conference, flatly rejected. And Liz Cheney can't just let it go and say, hey, I was wrong. Okay, uh, maybe I should just keep my mouth shut. I don't think she's ever going to love Donald Trump, don't get me wrong, but just shut up and go away for a while. She can't make herself do it. Why? Well, that ego thing. Mitt Romney's got it too. You know, the, 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 the kind, gentle Mitt Romney, he sells everybody. Mitt Romney's got a big ego too. Don't forget, this hardcore anti-Trump, principled Mitt Romney, he won't back a man like Donald Trump. Don't forget, Mitt Romney went to Donald Trump and asked him if he could be his Secretary of State. Mitt Romney has such a principled stand against Trump that he wanted to represent him and us to the world. Well, Mitt Romney took the stage at the Utah GOP convention, and, wow, that got uncomfortable. his own state of Utah. Ouch. So let's just be clear about something. There is no future for a hardcore anti-Trump candidate. Like it or not, Donald Trump is by far the most powerful Republican in the country. He remains that way. And the GOP as a whole, Trump, anti-Trump, all that stuff aside, the GOP as a whole in the future is going to fight cultural issues head on. It is not going to be the party of foreign involvement, not a lot of it anyway, and it's going to be the party that plays offense, not defense. This will take time. We're not going to wake up tomorrow morning and say, wow, look at the GOP with some guts. But it is moving that way. It's moving that way quickly. Take heart. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right.
2: For more on how
0: Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode
1: 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show.
3: Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code Jesse, get you 10% off. Now, those good candidates running for office, I don't expect you to know who they are. I understand you're a busy person. You don't have time to eat, sleep, and breathe politics all the time. You you should know this, though. We have to get them elected. And Mammoth Nation is out there finding the real fighters who will go to war for us, and they're getting them elected. How do you help? Well, you become a member of Mammoth Nation. And I'm not asking you to do anything I haven't done. I am a lifetime member of Mammoth Nation. You go become a member of Mammoth Nation. You do that, your money, it goes to those candidates. What do you get? Out of this, well, besides the satisfaction of doing something to save your country, you get discounts, lots and lots of discounts. Before I do anything now, first thing I do, I pull out my phone. What, 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 what do these qualify for the Mammoth Nation discount? Go, become a member today. Fight for your country, save some cash. Go to mammothnation.com/jesse. That's mammothnation.com/jesse. We'll be back. You know how I tell everybody to balkanize all the time? Pack up your stuff and leave. If you're, in, if you're in a blue area, move to a red area and then be an activist once you get there. Make it redder. Run for school board, city council, take over all the institutions to fortify yourself, right? Well, sometimes I think I'm just wasting my breath because people are already doing it. I'm going to read you a couple things here, then we'll come back to that. Pause for a moment. This is a headline from the New York Post. Powerful teachers union influenced the CDC on school reopenings. Emails show. And we have several emails from February 1st to February 3rd sent right from the CDC director to American Federation of Teachers senior director. And this is the kind of thing they say. Quote, Thank you again for Friday's rich discussion about forthcoming CDC guidance and for your openness to the suggestion made by our President Randy Weingarten and the AFT. We were able to review a copy of the draft guidance document over the weekend and we were able to provide some initial feedback to several staff this morning about possible ways to strengthen the document. We believe our experiences on the ground can inform and enrich thinking around what is practicable and prudent in the future guidance documents. We are immensely grateful for your genuine desire to earn our confidence and your commitment to partnership. You see, the truth is this, the coronavirus stuff, what it really did, all the idiotic suicidal lockdowns and masks and everything else and run and hide and we're all gonna die and close schools and little Billy's gonna die. What it really did, well, it did a lot of bad financial damage, a lot of mental health damage cost Donald Trump the election no question about it but what it did was it increased the pace of our separation what do I mean by that I mean the regular American Joe now they're looking at things and they're saying to themselves wait what do I do I have that right the 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 CDC's working with the teachers unions to keep my kids school closed what is that right yeah you do have it right You do have it, right? You see, the regular, normal American is waking up to the fact that the system is real. It's not just something some wingnut named Jesse Kelly talks about on I'm Right every single night on the 1st at 9 p.m. Eastern. The system is real. The people in control of every single cultural institution we have, they all think the same way. They all work together constantly, and part of them working together is screwing you over every chance they get. So what was I talking about in the beginning about balkanization and it's all happening and these things like that? Well, a couple things. Did you see the recent news about the states losing Congress people and states gaining Congress people? California lost a couple, New York's losing, Texas is gaining, Florida's gaining. You combine that with things you're seeing out there. Like there was a headline today about a South Lake High School where they're voting in people now in their school system who are going to bounce critical race theory, things like that and non-political things. You know what will tell the tale? Real estate listings. You remember for a time there were so many people moving out of New York, the moving companies were turning people away. But real estate in places like Montana, open, free, went hardcore right in the last election. Well, I'll tell you this way. I just heard about a guy who bought a lot for $250,000, just a lot, not even a house on it, and turned around and sold it the next month for $500,000. That's how many people are pouring into the state. They're pouring into places like Texas. They're pouring into places like Florida. You see, when I say balkanize and separate and leave, the truth is because of coronavirus, the country's already doing it. I don't have to say anything. People are not going to live like this. They're not going to live like this. A lot of this has to do with kids, too. People around the country. Now, I haven't experienced this, but people around the country have had their kids in schools where they're walking around with a face mask and a face shield and make sure you bathe in hand sanitizer every day and sit behind your plexiglass and that's how they've lived their life. And now, you know what's happening? They're turning on the television set and they're seeing places like Texas and Florida Montana, other places. And they're seeing kids who are maskless, smiling, having fun, free, playing, doing kid stuff. And you know what they're saying to themselves? Honey, can we move to Florida? Honey, could could you do your job from Texas? Any way you get a transfer from Texas? Hey, we were thinking about starting that new business. Maybe now's the time. Let's pack up and move to Texas and do that. The country's already separating. The people who want to hide and be scared and drown themselves in hand sanitizer every single day, they're going to stay in those horrible leftist places. And the people who want to be able to live their lives, they're moving out. Now, I don't think, obviously, it's something on a macro level you want to celebrate. The country's separating. But one thing you definitely have to understand, it is celebrating. It is separating. It is. There's no way around it. And now we have this stuff with India. Have you seen this stuff? Jen Saki quote, on the advice of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the administration will restrict travel from India starting immediately. The policy will be implemented in light of the extraordinarily high COVID-19 caseloads and multiple variants circulating in India. The policy will take effect on Tuesday, May 4th. Well, I don't expect you to necessarily care about something like that. But one thing everybody brings up when they announced this was, wait, uh, you said, uh, you said Trump was racist when he did this. I mean, Biden said it.
2: Coronavirus emanated from China, a national emergency, uh, you know, worldwide alerts. The American people need to have a president who they can trust what he says about it, that he is going to act rationally about it. In moments like this, this is where the credibility of president is most needed, as he explains what we should and should not do. This is no time for Donald Trump's record of hysteria, xenophobia, hysterical xenophobia, to, uh, and fear my...
3: Okay, so they're huge hypocrites. We knew that already. But what people are waking up to now is... Man, everything Republican is demonized. Everything Democrat is celebrated. Not good. All right. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. That's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man, I don't need any help. I'm just gonna quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch, that didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds, I I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco free, it's nicotine free, it's even sugar free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. You know what else isn't good? Pulling your weapon and having the holster come with it because the other part broke off on your belt. Yes, if I sound upset about that, it's because it happened to me. Now, by the grace of God, I was at a gun range training, and I wasn't staring down the barrel of some madman trying to murder me. But understand this. Those guys, the special forces guys who obsess over their gear, they're oddly obsessed over their gear. They have to have the right glasses and right uh, socks and right this and right that. There's a reason for it. They'll tell you gear saves lives. When I tell you do not buy some holster that was bought and made in bulk at some big box store, don't do that. Go to Northwest Retention Systems where everything is custom made. Check out their best-selling Scout Chess Holster. I have an Inside the Waistband Join or Die Holster. Whatever your preference is, get something custom made. Quality is not something you just get to brag to your friends about. Quality, when it comes to this stuff, saves your life. I don't carry anything unless it was made by Northwest Retention Systems. Go to nwretention.com. That's nwretention.com. Start buying quality today. Don't forget to use the promo code JESSE either. Get you 10% off. We'll be back.
4: We have a statement out from the big man, Donald Trump, congratulating Susan
3: Wright. Congratulations to Susan Wright on her great surge yesterday, which made her number one, assures her participation in the runoff. She's going to win that one off, by the way. Wonderful looking down, so on and so forth. Either way, it's the Donald Trump candidate. The Donald Trump candidate that won. Joining me now to talk about that is the big man on campus for the American Conservative Union. He also runs CPAC Match Slap. Matt, I argue in the beginning whether people like it or not. Donald Trump is by far the most powerful person in the Republican Party now. You can't be openly anti-Trump and, and keep any power, and you better stay off his bad side in, in, in order to, to have a future.
2: Yeah, you know, remember when Donald Trump said he he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and uh, and he would still be <laughs> popular? I mean, it is yes. true. Like he has he has survived. The most amazing onslaught of negative, fake media coverage. He is a uh, special counsel, counsels two impeachments, uh, the suspension from Twitter, the silencing of his voice. After it all, Jesse, he uh, he's a, he is the leading voice and the leader of the Republican Party, and I'd expand it to say, really, the conservative movement.
3: Matt what does that mean for his presidential I I don't want to say chances in 2024 I think anyone who's not a moron knows that Donald Trump wins the nomination if he runs but that's going to be awfully tempting I would assume the guy would want to stay and golf and relax and enjoy his life but to have the presidential nomination basically handed to you if you run would be difficult to turn down I don't think he does it but what do I know what do you know
2: Well, I tell you, I've talked to him about it a couple times, and uh, I always kind of, like, listen to every word he uses. I think it's definitely an option in his head. And when I talk to the people around him who have been advising him for years and are close to him and in his orbit, everyone has a different opinion. Oh, he's definitely running. Oh, he's 100% not running. He's already decided not to run. Oh, he's definitely going to run. He's laying the groundwork. That just tells me that, uh, like on all these big decisions, it's in Donald Trump's head. And at some point, he's going to decide whether or not he wants to do this again. I'll tell you one thing that will guarantee a run is if the Democrats continue to uh, persecute him through these prosecutors in the legal process. If they make it impossible for him to run his business, if they go after his kids legally, like the DA in New York is trying to do, he's already had to flee that state. uh, I guarantee you he'll he'll run because he's just not going to put up with that crap.
3: Matt, what am I supposed to make of an FBI raiding Rudy Giuliani? I, I, I'm I'm sorry, but this looks terrible in the wake of what appears to be some seriously highly partisan efforts by the FBI on behalf of Democrats to now raid the president's lawyer? That looks so
2: bad. Well, this is the second reason why you could see a Trump candidacy, which is, you know, the woke bureaucracy at the CIA, which is now wanting to spy on uh, American citizens through third parties, the woke FBI leadership, not the agents, uh, which seem to have learned nothing about spying on Donald Trump and how illegal and unconstitutional and inappropriate that was, how they acted like arms of the Democrat National Committee, and now, uh, now that Joe Biden's president, they're up to all their old uh, shenanigans, illegal shenanigans. And I'll tell you what, Jesse, if they continue down this road, don't be surprised if they use these powers against their political opponents uh, in the upcoming presidential campaign. Well, why wouldn't they, Matt? I mean, this is why I screamed about honestly. There's no consequence. Jeff Sessions, Jeff, yeah, Jeff Sessions
3: and Bill Barr. We had two AGs under Donald Trump we had the FBI illegally spying on an American citizen, knowingly using bad information to get a FISA warrant on it. And in the end, one guy was held to account and he got probation. So if I'm at the FBI, what what do I care if I do it again? Nothing's going to happen to me.
2: It's worse than that. So they used the Mark Elias law firm, Perkins Coie, to come up with the dossier about the totally discredited uh, charge of You know, foreign collusion, Russian collusion. We we wasted years on that story on purpose so that it could you know slow down Donald Trump's progress. And then they used that same law firm to run around this country and work around all the voter ID and voter integrity measures that were on the books, bipartisan laws. Uh, You know, I I have to say, if I'm a Republican out there in the country, if I'm a conservative, you wonder why there it's okay to have two standards of justice. I'd probably be pretty pissed off, too.
3: Well, they are. I mean, I'm sure you get the same thing, Matt, because you talk to people all the time. I get this thing. I hear from a lot of people, whatever people want to believe about the election, I hear from a lot of people, 2024 doesn't matter anyway. They're going to steal it. Now, I don't care what people believe about the election, but we have a significant portion of our party that believes that, Matt, and that's a mountain to overcome going into a presidential election year in 2024.
2: Well, yeah, and I hear that all the time, and I heard that in Georgia heading to the runoff. And, you know, I never use the word steal because that almost implies that they picked your pocket when you weren't looking. These Democrats are telling us exactly what they plan to do. And now they're trying to normalize this idea of illegal voting by saying that if you have any measures for a voter ID, that that's racist. Everything is racist. And what happened to too many republicans over the years is as soon as someone cried the word racist even though they weren't being racist they would back down because even though they didn't believe that their white privilege got them their job or whatever they believed that it was the right thing to do as a white person to just not engage and if we continue to do that not just on the question of race but on this fight against socialism and the destruction of the constitution there will be nothing Left in this country. And it starts with taking on these corporations and these CEOs who believe it's fair game to try to cancel the Republican Party.
3: Matt, I have to ask this Liz Cheney thing is so bizarre to me. I, I, last time they tried to bounce her out of power, 145 people voted to keep her and 61 voted to remove her. And then one voted present. What a chicken thing to do, and six didn't vote. She's already unpopular. Why is she still there? Why didn't they remove her last time? Why haven't they removed her yet?
2: Well, look, I think this is an open question. Over the last two weeks, she seems to want to keep picking at this scab of her fight with President Trump. She said that she would run on her impeachment vote every day of the year. Uh, You know, uh, I believe that's terrible politics. Uh, I disagree with her completely uh, that somehow you can blame President Trump for the lawlessness of January 6th. And I think, look, even Mitch McConnell is talking about trying to figure out a way to patch things up with the president. These Republicans never liked Donald Trump. They thought the uh, actions around January 6th were enough to push him off the stage and to get him out of Republican politics forever. And once again, they have completely misjudged how tight the bond is between President Trump and Republican voters and independent voters who love the country because for the first time they felt like they had a national leader in the White House who would fight for everything that we believed in.
3: Matt, I have this clip of Ron DeSantis. I want to play it for you because I want to talk about his political future.
0: There's certainly nobody at this point uh, where there's just not enough vaccine to go around. There is enough vaccine to go around. The vaccine data is fantastic. And you have to ask yourself if... Given that type of performance of the vaccine, given how great the monoclonal antibodies have done, which nobody ever talks about, but those have done very well, uh, given all that, uh, if that's still, you need emergency powers under those circumstances, then when are you going to be able to to move beyond it? Um, And I think that as we're seeing throughout the rest of the country, if cities are banning dancing at weddings or doing some of that stuff, that's just so, so outside Uh, of what would be justifiable based on the evidence.
3: Should be noted, he lifted all local orders today. Matt, obviously, Ron DeSantis is a bright, shining star right now. Obviously, I'm assuming anybody like that with any ambition at all is eyeing 2024. What is the Trump-DeSantis relationship? Because this I genuinely have no idea about. I've never heard. Are they close? Are they mortal enemies?
2: No, they're close. I, you know, um, President Trump got involved in his primary and basically made the difference as he's done in so many of these primaries. And uh, you know, um, I, they, I've seen them interact recently. Uh, they communicate a lot. I think Governor DeSantis is very respectful of the former president. He's happy that he's in the state of Florida. I'll, I'll say one thing about Ron DeSantis. I've known him a long time when he was in Congress uh, in Washington. He, uh, you got to remember, Jesse, this is Florida, right? And everyone's saying, oh, the ultimate swing state. People win by less than half a percentage point in all the big races. Ron DeSantis himself won by you know, just thousands of votes, a tiny little victory. And he is the boldest guy in the toughest state uh, I've ever seen. He never trims his sails. He's measured. He's based on the facts, and he just fights, fights, fights. In some way, he's the anti-Trump because he's really careful with what he says. He's not bombastic. But in the other way, he's very much like Trump, where it's like he told people what he he thought, what he would run on, what he would do. And he's very consistent. I think he is transforming the state of Florida. I make a prediction. Your state of Texas, the state of Florida, all this immigration, all this craziness in the country, both of those states are moving red. They're not moving blue, despite all of the analysis I read about how both states... With, this, with the change and the way people are moving into the states are turning them blue. I believe it's the opposite. I think they're going to be ruby red by the time we're done with all this crap.
3: Match Slap, you heard it from him.
2: Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you very much. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks for having me on.
3: It really, really sucks to quit dipping. To quit dipping tobacco. It's terrible. But I'm a man who has experienced it, I'm sad to say, several times. I quit and go back and quit and go back. Not really quit, but kind of quit and go back. It's just, it's horrible. Because it becomes, this is what people who've never done it don't realize. The, hear me out. If it's your friend or family member, you want to quit. You don't realize it becomes part of your day. It's like eating. It's like sleeping. It's part of your day. You're removing not just dip, you're removing part of your day. So you have to give yourself a replacement to allow you to keep it as part of your day while getting rid of all that harmful stuff that's in it. Jake's Mint Chew has no tobacco. Jake's Mint Chew has no nicotine. Jake's Mint Chew doesn't even have sugar. But it allows you to put that dip in and transition off the bad stuff. Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code Jesse, that's J E S S E, for 20% off. We'll be back.
1: Every day we have seen, you know, this nation
4: get more racist. Uh, than anybody thought perhaps would be at this point in time. We've been through the Civil Rights Movement where, of course, we made some progress, but this uh, president that we had, Trump, was taking us backwards. uh, And he was making racist comments. Uh, He was, uh, you know, identifying himself with people like uh, the Ku Klux Klan and the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and the uh, QAnon. I mean, that is racism defined uh, in the most uh, obvious way.
3: I'm so confused. Joining me now to talk about that and other things, Republican political analyst Malik Abdul. Malik, I'm as white as snow
4: and you're a black dude. Are are we getting more racist and I've missed this somehow? You know, this is absolutely ridiculous. I didn't hear that... um... Actual footage from Congresswoman Waters, but to to say that Donald Trump aligned himself or he affiliated himself with the Ku Klux Klan and the Proud Boys, it is historically inaccurate. And the fact that she's able to say that with no pushback from the media, people just encouraging this, and so you have her comments. About Donald Trump essentially they ran an election based on the idea that America was racist and what did we just hear last week not just from the first black and Indian president vice president of the United States but the highest ranking member black member of Congress and also the president of the United States all of them said that America is not racist so her comments are disgusting but it is not surprising to me at all. Malik,
3: what am I supposed to think about the election then? I I mean, you're right. They ran an election on it, and Joe Biden's sitting in the Oval Office drooling on himself, and Donald Trump's down in Florida. Is this something America does believe?
4: No, I I don't think that... I think that the true comments from senator harris and Clyburn. i think i think if you ask even maxine waters if you ask them all of them will essentially agree with what tim scott said about america not being a racist country that does not deny the history of racism that america definitely has but we're talking about where we are today donald trump is no longer in office so now they want us to believe that America, that same America that they ran against, campaign against, attacked Tim Scott about, that we're still racist. This is the game that Democrats have played over the years where they weaponized race, and now we're seeing that it's coming back to bite them, and I'm glad it is.
3: Malik, we see every talking head on the news, you know, especially on the left-wing side of the news, wants to talk about this and make this a big thing, but... I don't think Americans in general feel like this. I don't think white people feel like this. I don't think black people feel like this. I, I, I mean, obviously, the country's not perfect. Never has been and never will be. But I don't think people feel like they're living in some kind of evil place. Then again, we do have generations of people who've been educated in America's government schools, and
4: maybe they do think that now. Well, if you consider what's happening now with the 1619 16, Project, if any, imagine any child growing up being taught about the 1619 Project with its historical inaccuracies. This is what the left wants to do because they weaponize this in ways that benefits them politically. What better thing can you do is to, from birth, indoctrinate black kids to believe that by the the mere the sheer color of your skin, you are thus inferior. This is what the left does. It is disgusting, but again, nothing about this surprises me at all. I do not believe that most Americans feel like America is racist. Most Americans will actually Um, uh, agree and even talk about the racist history of our past, but they do not believe that America today is is that that we're in that same place because it denies any progress that we've made over time. I can tell you, there are many things that I would not be able to do, including be on this show with you, if America was the same America that my ancestors grew up in. It's not.
3: Well, then again, we don't have any standards at all on this show, Malik. Otherwise, I wouldn't be hosting the thing. All right. The presidential election, 2024. I know it's a little ways away. We have betting odds on this thing. And a couple things stood out for me. Kamala Harris. Who on that list is Kamala Harris going to defeat? You have Donald Trump. You're not going to defeat him. Ron DeSantis and Mike Pence and Ted Cruz. I would assume those are the biggest ones. Who's Kamala Harris going to defeat? And I'm assuming Joe Biden's not going to be there anymore. Am I missing something? This no. woman is a terrible politician. The Democrat primary voters flatly rejected her. Uh, the Democrats are in trouble in 2024, right?
4: Yeah, I think they're definitely in trouble. But I think that Republicans should also be, be um, cognizant of where the country is and where we're moving. Personally, I do not actually believe that Donald Trump can beat Kamala Harris. The reason that I don't believe that Donald Trump will be um, can beat Kamala Harris is that the history of the first woman president versus essentially going back to where we are we would have been that you know four years ago. I don't think that the country will be moving with Donald Trump at that point. Keep in mind, yes, Donald Trump had 74 million votes, but those 74 million are not guaranteed 74 million who will be voting for him. Again, what I think that Donald Trump should do is focus on his America First priorities, getting um, those candidates that uh, that support those policies. I think that would be a benefit. My, my what Just from a strategic point of view, what I think that the Republican Party needs to do is to have something to match up with Kamala Harris. For, I, unfortunately, having another white man run against Kamala Harris, that's not going to win it. I do not believe that any white male will be able to beat Kamala Harris. In comes Christy Noem, um, you, you know, um, t- even Tim Scott and Nikki Haley. I think that the Republican Party will make a mistake if they are continuing over the next four years pushing the notion that Donald Trump is the person to be in 2024. I do not believe it, and I actually don't think that Donald Trump is going to run. I think he's enjoying being the kingmaker because be rest assured, whoever is that candidate in 2024, they will have to have Donald Trump's blessing, whoever the candidate is. Malik, I'm glad you
3: brought up Tim Scott, because here, here's my issue. A friend of mine told me, and I thought he put it a really great way, that Tim Scott is a decent man in an indecent time. And what, what he meant by that was, I mean, he does come across as a statesman. I mean, the kind of guy you look at and you think, yeah, I can I see that dude leading things. But we are in a time of vicious brawling now, and the left has gotten more bold and more nasty and more aggressive and i disagree with you on this i do not think the republican base is ready for any kind of statesman i think they're going to want some kind of bare knuckle boxer
4: no i actually agree with you on that but there's a the 74 million that voted for donald trump they don't represent the republican base and that is where the rub that that's where the rub is i think that tim scott represents what the republican party is in and in many ways where we're going i don't think that you know, if, 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 we, if we think that if Republicans convince themselves that we need to have another base election, we're going to lose because the base did not elect Donald Trump. Yes, we can get into the theories about the election being stolen here and there. But the fact is, is that that base that we're talking about, that base that went around saying that it was going to be a landslide for Donald Trump, that base wasn't enough to reelect him in office and you pair that with Donald Trump's personality that even though I supported him my even though I supported him twice in 2016 and 2020 what i'm hearing what i was hearing around the country is that people were exhausted up about his personality if the republicans move forward saying well Donald Trump's personality really doesn't matter then we're going to lose in 2024 because you have to at least like the person that you're voting for. That's how dumb. That's how Joe Biden ran. Not because he's some great, you know, politician. People liked him more. That's what it's all. People are less likely to vote for someone that they don't like. They liked Joe Biden not because he was a great guy. They just liked him better. And I think that that's what's going to be the factor in 2024.
3: Yeah. There's no ability like likability. Malik Abdul, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. All right, thanks, Jesse. I guess we will see going forward. Going to be interesting. We're already talking about the presidency. We can't help ourselves. What? It's not too early. All right. Time
2: to lighten the mood next. Hang on.
3: Fellas, you know... Oftentimes, I get emails about various things, about politics and history. Dudes will email me about relationships sometimes, which is kind of weird, but I just want to give you some guidance, fellas. If you're ever out on a date with your little lady and you take her to a baseball game and somebody hits a ball at you, this is how you conduct yourself.
2: rest oh, that fan of that, contract that was coming in hot what is it
3: ice cream chili look at the meat hooks on that dude wham grabs it right out of the sky and doesn't even spill his ice cream you know what mr producer play it again i want to see this one more time fellas this is how you do it and then hands it to his woman
2: That was coming in hot. What is it? Ice cream? Chili?
3: Didn't even spill his food. What a legend. All right, let's see them all.
4: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quitgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
0: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world.
1: We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin.
0: And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick